that gesture? That's the going in gesture, dive in. Is it? Is that yeah. the international symbol for... To dive right in. <laughs> Diving right in. I was watching this um, street dance thing yesterday. <laughs> Found another wangy bow thing that I haven't seen. Street dance China. It's actually really good. It's like... Uh, it's like a street dance competition. They have four... Was it four? Yeah, four sort of famous professional dancers, Wang Yibo being one of them. Oh, he's a dancer as well now. He's always been a dancer. That's his, that's his main thing. He's a dancer, yeah. Oh, right. That amazing dancing. Right. Really good. Um, and then they, and they have like, and then there's all these sort of dancers from all over China and, and some other places as well, but like people who just do this, like, and they've won like lots of competitions and things. And there's like a whole load of them, like hundreds. And they're in this like, and th this is the really Chinese thing about it. It's just like, it's just so, they're so good at the kind of um, like pomp. Uh, that's like a really English word, but I can't think of any, like the spectacle, They every show just has like so much drama on it, even if it's just something really like small. And they're just like in this like massive studio that's all like kitted out in these like lights and like made to look like a sort of city, you know, and then they all have their quarters like with things that they like. And the main dancers that like, come in with like a massive entourage and they come in doing like a whole dance and they come in on big sort of tanks like with dragons on and things and like whoa, and all the, like crowd are like cheering and then and then they do this sort of main performance with their entourage and then the crowd of dancers like vote for who which one it's like their audition piece vote for which one they like the best in this really sort of unnecessary complicated way like they give them towels in a bucket, like while they're all standing in a line. And then they put all these, then they have like all this drama and blah, blah, blah. And then they put all the uh, towels in a drum so they can't see. And then they have to pull out the towels. And then the announcer like goes, so you have to like count the towels, number of towels you've got. And then when you reach a white towel, that will signify the first person to reach a white towel will signify the person who was in the last place. It's just like needlessly complicated. And <laughs> Yubo is like known for just being really blunt. And he was just like, why don't we just count the towels? Like, why do we have to go through the whole thing? And they're like, and no one has a real answer. They're like, it's just, it's just how we've always done it. And they're like, he's like, okay. <laughs> it's like really lengthy and complicated. And so, um, and then they have to pick out of this crowd of dancers, they have to pick their group and then they have to sort of audition them and pick out I think 20 or something dancers as their core team and then they're going right. to battle it out I, it goes on for like two hours I only watched half of it and so now it's, I've it's all subtitled I'm talking about into it. English yeah it's subtitled yeah yeah um, um you should start adding Wang Jibo like um hashtags to our podcast to try and get some <gasps> of the billion people You're who right. are his fans so like just you know, some of them might mistakenly think there's some tasty Wangzi Bo. I don't know how you um, missing out on. Yeah, it's like how do you search for a podcast? Because maybe it's different on Apple, and maybe it's one of these things. But then in that case, that that's ridiculous because like, you know, like tons of people have like it's no longer a world where it's just like oh everything's just on Apple and like if you don't have Apple you can't get these things. But it's just like when you want to look for a podcast really difficult it's not like twitter yeah. like there aren't hashtags and they don't suggest things to you like they're not like oh because you liked this you might like this 
So the only way you come across them or the only way I come across them is either people telling me or I literally look something up like something really specific and anything with those words in comes up. But like, that seems crazy. Because yeah, all the no. technology is there and everything else to like search for things and podcasts are like big business, you know, like they're huge at the moment. I mean, I guess the trouble can be as soon as you put tags, people just do that thing much like they do on Instagram, where they just add every bloody tag in the world. Yeah. And they add all the ones that are like popular rather than they're actually in any way related. But it's to really the hard to find things. So if you are small like us, like how would anyone ever find us? Because unless yeah. you're famous. Yeah. So don't way. unless you're doing something on something like the Buffy one where Buffy is so huge that people look up those podcasts but otherwise anyway i think i think you also have to that's why you have to try and get famous people because even people who are quite famous have you know it's still i think it's probably even for them it's quite difficult yeah that they have to kind of be like let me get my yeah. group of friends or people i've met and yeah see if they'll come on which the so boring because it's like all the mm. same people all interviewing each other anyway i forgot why i was talking about street dance can you remember why Something I was watching. No, no, no. It leaked to something you said. Oh, it's the gesture going in. So anyway, and they show like Yibo and like picking out his um some really good dancing on there. And so he's like, and they have all different kinds of street dance. So he's like, okay, let's have a who was the one that you said? I think it was urban or something, like an urban dancer. And then they're like, oh, Senso, he's (laughs) and what's really funny is that some of them have like these sort of western names which probably sounds really cool to them <laughs> this like really famous dancer who's amazing i think he's a break dancer he's called colin and they were like <laughs> colin colin he's the greatest like not a good name um but in chinese maybe it sounds cool yeah. uh but anyway this guy started dancing and then they were all doing this gesture like that which is like what so one arm so uh, how do you describe a gesture? Like uh, making a fist and like both your arms horizontal and then like banging one into the other, <laughs> sort of making a, yeah, like a gesture like that. And they stop him dancing and he was like, oh, I saw, I saw this gesture and this means like plagiarism. So it's a thing in break dancing. So that if someone's plagiarizing, plagiarizing, they just go like that and they stop and they're just like, no, 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 we're not having that. So he gets kicked out. Which, A, that's really cool that they've got all these, like, not only is, like, street dancing got all these kind of, like, everything has a name and, like, being able to judge it is really impressive because to the untrained eye, it just looks like they're sort of flailing around (laughs) all in an equally bizarre way. But, like, if you can see, you know, what they're doing with accuracy, that's pretty amazing. And B, like, that they have these, like, gestures as well. And also, that how can they tell that it's plagiarized? That's impressive. Like a specific move. Well, I'm wondering like, how that was done by a dance move could be. I mean, well, they anyway. showed the clip of the guy that he was plagiarizing. It was exactly the same. It's just like a set of moves that is exactly the same. Okay, a set. It's like cor- it's choreographing it, I suppose. Yeah. People spend put things together in a certain way. Interesting. Anyway, it's fun. But then I was annoyed because I spent like an hour watching it and there's still like an hour and a half to go. And there's like different episodes. But uh, then I looked at the comments on this like YouTube thing and then someone gave away the winner. 
and I'm trying to pretend into my in my mind that I didn't read it. You know, you sort of try and trick yourself, but obviously you can't. <sighs> Annoying. Does um so does this where do you watch this? I just Someone? found it on um I found it, it on YouTube actually. Yeah. Right. Someone's put That's it up and translated it. It's kind of weird that nobody like everyone's trying to monetize everything so hard that it gets really weird you know like the way we can't watch the olympics anymore because they're like oh no we'll just charge some people and you're like my dad's been watching the olympics what do you mean has he i, I heard it was yeah. difficult to watch no. that they kind it's of like BBC. much much less of it is screened than previously yeah but there's fucking hours of it like how much do you want to watch like i watched it with my dad and it was like i was like how long is this going on and he's like there's only like another Three half weeks. hour and i'm like <laughs> okay We've seen this clip now already. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of like waiting in between and all the like ceremonies and them getting changed and it's quite tedious. So it's quite good to have it like, here's the race. Because I didn't realise that. I was like, wow, they just go straight to it. They're like straight in the water and they're like already getting their medal. I'm like, oh, it's because they cut it. <laughs> <laughs> <Some highlights>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it was so seamless. I was like, wow, they're really quick in Tokyo. They're like, get in, do your race. <laughs> I used to have that with um, when I used to watch the highlights of the Tour de France. Mm. Um, it was funny as well because you sort of uh, you're like they got all the way up later. this mountain. In yeah, well, it was sort of that was it. It just sort of happened so quickly. But also the other thing was the way the like the commentators seemed to sort of like know so much because they'd be like, oh, you know, it's a bit yeah. the roads they're looking pretty slippery, and then like you know, a few <laughs> minutes later there's a big crash. And they're like, ah, oh, it's those slippery roads. And like it's because they're doing all the you know they know the whole thing, so they yeah. I'd be like, oh, he's, he's looking a bit tired. And you realise he's not going to win. I was thinking that on this um, street dance thing as well. And, and this is common on these like reality things where they cut. So it's happening. They're filming it happening. And then and then they cut to individual interviews with the main people saying like, yeah, I felt really unhappy at this point. And you realise like, oh, they're saying that afterwards, but they're having to like pretend that they're not giving anything away. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. if they won, ultimately they have to at this point, like in the interview, look really like bummed out, like, oh, it's doing really badly. And that's really weird. Mm. It's kind of a skill to be able to do that, I guess. I bet I would be surprised if it's scripted for them though. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, because almost everything in TV is scripted. Yeah. Well, that's what stuff. I like about Yibo though. That's what his fans like about him is that he's very like, when he says stuff like that, he's just like, he just, he's quite bold within right. the parameters of his world, you know, because right. his world is very controlled, but he just says it how it is. And he's often just like, I don't want to talk to you <laughs> or like just really like direct. It's nice. <laughs> and that's why like people are sort of into the idea of like him being gay and being Michelle Jampik is the way he like is just really direct about things. You can sort of see right. that he's just like, I don't give a fuck what people think. I'm just right. going to flirt with you and say this thing. And other people are like, ah, you can't say that. And they have to sort of cut away and things. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, that guy, Ricky, that was the, my colleague, is really obsessed with cycling. And he oh, talked yeah. about it a lot. And sometimes he started talking about it in that way when you're like, oh, my God, he's still going. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Every now and then I just sort of make it sound like, oh, like... <laughs> don't really know what he was I don't know I mean it's the kind of thing that's like fun to do it's not really interesting to hear about 
yeah. the technicalities of cycling. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, and also there's a lot of strategy, but the strategy only really makes sense if you're if you're kind of into it already. Because mm. otherwise the strategy is just go faster the right <laughs> I know, and just yeah. keep going. Oh, I don't know. Uh, he was telling me the story, though, of having, because he has these sort of bike nerdy people that he's friends with. And he went on holiday with one of them. <laughs> he doesn't talk to them anymore. And I was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> he was saying they're like, this guy turned out to be really stressful to go on holiday with. And he, like, refused to drive. They hired a car. He refused to drive. And then he, like, was, like, really arsy, but, like, every step of the way. And he said it was just, like, a really miserable holiday. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. I'm going on holiday with my friend. And we've never gone on holiday before. Maybe we're going to fall out. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, maybe. I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, at least we know you're going to refuse to drive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not pretending. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's like going away on your own is good in parts. It's just moments when you're like, this would be better if I was sharing it with someone. I find there's just like a moment in the evening when I'm eating like dinner in the evening and I'm like, yeah, I feel a bit lonely now. Yeah. In the day it's better because you don't have to sort of compromise what you do. You don't have to discuss anything. You're just like, I'm just going to wander around here now. Um, or like, I just need a rest. So I'm just going to lie down without having to say like, Oh, I'll meet you. Or like, I don't want to keep going and you know, that kind of stuff. One of the things I thought was interesting in New York is that dining on your own is more common. And so there's quite mm. a lot of places which have seats, you know, so where you sit at the bar or something. Yeah, I sat at the bar last night. Yeah, or where they have. And so even if you are alone, it's kind of like being at a bar with a whole load of other people who are also alone. Yeah. Sort of in some ways less lonely. <laughs> yeah. Because it's much worse if you're in a restaurant and everyone is like yeah. couples. And I so know. you've just got this empty seat opposite you. Particularly if they've lit a candle as well. You're like, well, this is romantic. <laughs> Just me in this empty seat. But what I sometimes find... Look at that napkin. Couples particularly, <laughs> especially if they've been together a while, or even if they haven't, what, and I remember this from being with people, is that you go out places and you're like, this is really nice and it's like lovely food. And, you, you know, you, you can tell that they've like, oh, we're going to go out somewhere and we've gone together. And But when you're with someone and especially if you've been with them for a while you get to this thing where you go out and you're like I don't know have anything to say and not always in a bad way you know like you can be like really good with someone but it's mm. just like you don't you're not talking all the time because you're with each other all the time and it's not like mm. unless it's a new thing and you, and you sometimes can feel a bit like I remember me and Lee feeling a bit like this I shouldn't talk about him because I know that he listens to this sorry I'm not saying anything bad but I do remember when we go traveling together and sometimes we'd like because we we're quite quiet anyway and we'd sort of sit in a restaurant and be like and then you get that thing you look around at other couples and you're like oh they're having a better time than us or they're doing better you sort of feel like a kind of pressure to be on form I don't know and I don't envy that now when I'm on my own I'm like yeah I don't it's more like I wish that I had someone to share it with, you know, especially if it's nice. Um, and it's just the like leaving to go home as well. Like you just feel like, oh, I guess I'll just go home now. <laughs> just like, um, 
this food was fucking amazing. Well, that's good. Oh, my God. And I, like, what treated myself. Have? Well, the first night, me and Ricky, because he's a chef. Oh, um, right. So I was like, well, he's going to be really discerning. And I was like, can you pretend to be, like, a food critic or something? And, like, <laughs> get us. <laughs> but anyway, we I looked up some places and I found this, like, French bistro. And I was like, oh, that would be nice. And we, like, took a while finding it. And then it was closed. And I was like, damn it. And then just across the road, literally across the road, there was this like tiny place and I was just like, this looks really nice. Should we try this? Um, we went in, it was literally just like three tables and this like oldish woman and it was French food and it was so good. <laughs> what? It's good. Yeah, we had, um, and we just had like, it was like simple. We just had like steak, but like cooked really well, medium rare with like really nice, um, potato uh like dauphinois like in creamy sauce and some really nice green veg yeah that's good and prosecco and then uh on my own i went so i walked to leith um which was quite a long way i really wanted to go there so i had to like i was like if i don't go now i won't go and it was sort of evening took about 40 40 minutes 45 minutes Mm -hmm. um and then there were these restaurants, but they were like quite expensive. They're like on the docks. And I, I stayed like... in Leith last time. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I wish I'd looked around more, but I want to go. I want to go where the like proclaimers are standing on their album cover. Oh. I don't know where that is because they're like looking down over Leith. So I don't know where. Anyway, I just went to the docks and one place was just like, oh, no, 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 there'll be nowhere. And then I went in this other restaurant and they were like, oh, no, sorry, unless you want to sit outside. I'm like, yeah, I'll sit outside. Um, and then it was like the wind was getting up and the waiter came over and he was like, do you want, are you a bit cold? Because there's space at the bar if you want to come in. So then I just sat at the bar and I had like salmon in a phyllo pastry. Oh, so good. With like vegetables, sort of like good greens underneath it. Really nice wine, and then I had a cheese plate and oat biscuits. Did you see the Britannia? I didn't. Oh, the Royal Yacht. Mm, I think I, I went think to the ship so. on the shore. That's where I went. What you That's went good. there to eat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's quite, um, quite a cute waitress. And then this like really hot guy came in and he was like chatting to her. He was like, like ordering something and he was chatting to her. And then he was like, yeah, we should like meet up sometime or something. She was like, yeah, yeah. And then he went off and then the other waitress just looked at her and went, uh, hello. And she was like really red. And she was like, what, what? And she wouldn't look at anyone. So she obviously, a bit of drama, a bit of local drama. <laughs> but I felt like... The Scottish were not very friendly to me. Do they just hate? Do they just hate us? <laughs> well, once they heard you were English. Yeah. Uh, I I I felt un I was unsure because they weren't like hostile, but they weren't chatty. And then I noticed a few times where they just wouldn't be chatty with me, and then like someone Scottish would be like in front of me or like next to me on the table whatever and they'd have like a long conversation and be like oh so it's not that you're just not a chatty waitress it's like it's because i'm english 
Right. It's not a great feeling, but never mind. Yeah, no one was like wanting to sort of talk or anything, you know, because sometimes you go places on your own. Like in France, however moody people say they are, people, you can always find people that will chat. Like if you mm -hmm. chat to them, they will. But, but not in Scotland. <laughs> And we had yeah, the, you know, the, maybe there's some special signal you need to you need to know. I, I just sound too English and posh, and they're just maybe. like fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I maybe you need to wear a saltier badge or something, or get a ranger's hat. A ranger's hat. I don't know something football. <laughs> yeah. Get an Good. iron brew T-shirt. <laughs> Yeah. Apologies to Scots for picking out. Do they though? Do they hate us? Like as um, much as the Irish? But the Irish are friendly to you if you go to Ireland. You're English, even though the I history know, heard, says I've that they don't like us. Is, I've heard not everywhere is friendly. Hmm. You know, there's some pubs and stuff you won't get into. In Ireland. Yeah, but I don't know whether that's still the case. Yeah, and but generally, if you go to Ireland, like they'll be yeah. like, oh, duh, 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 you know. Yeah. But I didn't. But maybe that's like also a very touristy place, isn't it? Not because they get sick of tourists, I suppose. It was actually quite empty. I was surprised. I don't know if that's due to COVID things or if like, because the festival hasn't started yet. But I, like, I remember when we were, that's how I picture Edinburgh was just like rammed with people, which is weird because we went in February and this mm. is like, july and it was like really empty it gets a lot of american tourists so if they're not there yeah maybe now, they can't yeah yeah i mean obviously but that's a long yeah. way to go you'd think it would be more be english people there was a lot of scots from different places that had yeah, gone but there. there's a lot that's of why I noticed. americans and canadians who will sort of have some scottish heritage mm. and but I mean, it's still it's a long like, way to go though yeah yeah well but and expensive yeah, but I mean, well, if you're going to Europe at all, it tends to be that they'll kind of do a few places, but Edinburgh is often, mm. it's one of the kind of cities that people have heard of. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's really just Manchester, Edinburgh and London. Mm. Um, people have heard of in America. Yeah. So if you want to say, when, when you say, where, where are you from? You have to pick one of those three cities. Yeah. Those are the only, are the only choices. Sometimes people have heard of Brighton. Brighton's quite... Yeah, maybe. But they won't fair. necessarily know Game. where it is. No. You, you could easily tell them Brighton is in London. Yeah. Probably... <laughs> yeah. And I mean, also in, in an American sense, you know, and the distances involved, Brighton kind of is a suburb of London. It does feel very foreign being in Scotland. Yeah. That's, it just, it, like, it, it really does, like, surprisingly so. Like, yeah, everything, just like the buildings and the, the way things are laid out. It was a lot more kind of... Yeah, it had like a kind of um, more European feel. Like European, yeah. yeah. I feel there's a lot of like cities in and... the UK that are kind of like looking towards London as to sort of what's going on and what to do. Mm. And I don't think that Scotland and Edinburgh do. Uh, Scotland and, and Glasgow, mm. they kind of look to their own sort of cultural mm. things. Oh, an alarm. <laughs> you an look alarm? so confused. What? You just Was beeped. A, a beep? Again. I'll tell you what it is, there's this machine which has been massaging my leg and just stopped. <laughs> is 
that why you made that face? Because you made yeah, a face. Yeah, because it, it stopped very abruptly <laughs> as well. Because it has these sort of cycles. And rather than waiting till the end of a cycle, it just was like, you're done. It's massaging your leg. This is it. What? What it's is one of those it? Ele- electro stimulation things where it like, you know, tenses up the muscles. Saucy. Yeah. Are you really injured then from your. Yeah, surprisingly so. It was Gosh. weird because on the walk, it felt, you know, it was like towards the. I was feeling pretty tired. Mm. And then we were like, um, which way should we go back? And there was a sort of direct route, which the walking app, the walking app was not great. I was using uh, Commute, K-M-O-O-T. Yeah. K-O-M. Anyway, and um, it did, it had, there was only one path. Well, I can't necessarily say it didn't exist, but it was just, it was sort of right through the middle of this farmer's property. <laughs> and they were there and they were like, oh no, there's no, there's no footpath here. And you're like, I, I bet know. there is. Yeah. Because it showed there were three footpaths and they were like, there's one that goes that way and one that goes this way. And you're like, mm, yeah, because this one shows there's one that goes straight through the middle of your farm. But um, and so, uh, but they were friendly enough, you know. They were yeah. like the electric fence isn't on, and they were correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So it went a bit off off the beaten mm. path, and there was sort of this bit where we were going through kind of ferns and bracken that were up to my head height. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um, and then uh, quite adventurous. Walked along by the river. It started to rain. It was weird because you could see it was raining down the river, but it just wasn't raining on us. Hmm. But we were like, well, we can't sit here weird. forever. And then um, moved off and it rained on us for a bit. And then so we walked along by the river. And I tried to get, sing in a kind of round of, um, <laughs> I went down to the river to pray, but oh, I wasn't having that. We sang that in choir, That's wasn't he? He and, likes um, to sing song. Was he grumpy? Yeah. No, no, he just wouldn't sing it. Why wouldn't he sing it? Matthew. And um, yeah, so at that point, I could tell I had a blister on one of my toes, but it felt like a whole load of them were bad. Just everything started to ache at that point. My knee was aching, my back was aching. How long had you been walking for? Um, I don't know. I guess it was it was a long time, like at least five or six hours. <laughs> five or six hours. See, this is why I don't like going on holiday with Matt, because that's the kind of thing. That's not like fun anymore. We had anymore. a break. We had breaks. That's not fun anymore. That's just like It was the why? last couple of, the last couple of hours weren't that fun. It's, it's just but like, it was very pretty at least. Yeah, but you should enjoy it more if you like Yeah. Planned it. As I told you, you wouldn't. Yeah. Well we sort of planned it. We sort of planned we were gonna go there. We just didn't really plan how to get back. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I was saying. That's, that's what it's always like. Yeah, I didn't plan either. Um, well, actually, I, I was planning to go an even longer way, but which we would have done. Oh, we just yeah. kind of got a bit lost. Um, got to this good bridge over this river. It was a very, it was quite a bouncy bridge. So it's like when anyone had moved, the bridge no, wobbled around like a lot. And it just Ooh. had these sort of like wooden sticks no. on the side to keep you in place. Oh. But it wasn't actually... Because I was like, is this thing going to break? But it turned out it was just made of steel underneath. And it was the steel is quite bendy. But yeah, it was a bit too wobbly because I was like, oh, we could sit in the middle for a bit. You were just Did like, you take no, photos? Cause... Yeah, some photos. You didn't send any. Send? Or post them yeah. on, on Instagram? Yeah, or send any to me. I'd like to see. All right, I'll send you some. Was the place you were staying nice? Yeah, it was good. Nice view. 
yeah, I mean, you know, didn't spend that much time when you just sort of sleeping there. Would have mm. been nice if there was some What did milk. you do for dinner? Some milk? Went to the pub. Mm. It's a pub what, every day? Um, yeah, we went there for three meals. How oh, well? Wow. Dinner, breakfast and dinner. What, well, every day? Three meals? Well, no, no, no. And then the, I, I can't remember what we did the, the following the other day. Because the time goes very quickly. Went yeah. to the oldest sweet shop in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, which have you eaten the uh, sweets? Um, no, I still have some of them, but I ate far too many of them yesterday. Oh, I'm just not into sweets. I like the look oh, of them. But... I am. Hmm. It's cool. not actually that old as well, 1829. I feel like I've been there. Where? So where is this? Pateley Bridge. New Yorkshire. Hmm. Maybe not. I feel like I've been to the oldest sweet shop. Well, maybe there's a lot of things. I mean, there's, there's, that's it. I mean, there's several pubs in the, in London that are kind of like the oldest something or another. Yeah. You know, where they're kind of like, oh, this is the oldest building yeah. that is now a pub. Well, because the, the one oldest... in Eastbourne, the, um, what's it? The, the Lamb. Uh, the Lamb, one of the oldest in England. That's what it claims to be. Oh, really? Maybe mm. one of the oldest. I mean, I guess it's like also whether you've been continuously a pub or yeah. in all that yeah. time. If it opened like, as that, yeah. yeah. Because I know one of them in London is like, oh, we're the oldest licensed premises. And you're like, okay, oh. but even licensing is a newer thing because, you know. Ah, sneaky. Yeah. And then they're kind of like, this This is an ancient brewery, but it didn't used to be a pub. It was a brewery. And mm. now you're selling beer, but you weren't a pub for all that time. You were just brewing beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm saying set the pub. I don't know. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I probably failed to do, this is what I, my holidays are like. I never go to the places that you're like supposed to go to. I just sort of wander around around. I would have walked up past the castle, but I didn't go. I suppose there were more tourists there, but it didn't feel in the streets like lots of people. Um, I felt kind of bad because, uh, I mean, it's not my fault, but on the way back, I literally got on the train and then I had a missed call um like five minutes when I was like the train had just started going and the phone rang mm. and then I had an answer machine message and it was one of the organizers the kids because they were going on this expedition thing um and they one of them needed to come home I was such a long way I mean it was one of the London ones it wasn't one of ours but she was like I just remembered that you were staying an extra day and I wondered if I could put him on the train with you <laughs> and I was like the train is gone <laughs> I'm already on my way and she's going to have to go up today to Edinburgh and back to pick him up. Oh, no. And that's such a shame So they've only been there one day. Wait, so what happened? Someone was left behind? No, Why no, he not... just needed to go home. It was one of the students. Like, he just oh, was having a bad time, yeah. Uh... I mean, oh. if she'd rung earlier, I could definitely have done it. Mm. It's just so, mm. like, bad timing. I just feel really bad for her. She's at least she hasn't got to go up from Brighton. She's got to go up for London, but still four hours, four and a half mm. hours. And she's got to go there and come straight back. Oh my God. Mm. And it must be pretty bad, like for them to actually want to send him home. Although like, so we went, we took the, we got the kit. There was another, there were kit students from different schools. So we came from Brighton and then we picked up some in London and they had a teacher with them. And uh, from Kensington and then some others that were from like north and they like just came to Edinburgh. And then and then we met the 
the people at the coach in Edinburgh that were taking them up. They're going to the Cairngorms. And um, and they were just these young lads. They were like in their 20s, really young, like really sweet, just two of them. And they're just volunteers and they run these things. It's a bit like sort of like a Camp America thing. And they were just like, I mean, I'm sure they were like fine. And I'm sure when they get to the camp, they're like other people. But one of them was like, yeah, I haven't really been like responsible for children before like on my own. I was like, what? Okay. Well, we're off. Bye. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> and then the other, the teacher from the Kensington school said that he'd met them before and they're like, they're really nice, but they're just kind of a bit out of touch. Like these kids are from, yeah, like, you know, our kids are really sort of deprived backgrounds. And, you know, it's a great thing that they get, so they get this trip, this free trip, and they go all over the place. And, um, but really like their backgrounds are just so different. And you said that this guy like led this and he was like, this is really exciting. You're at the start of a journey. Um, and I was in, when I started, like I started traveling um, when I was your age, I was doing this and then it led on to other things. And I ended up like trekking in the Himalayas. And that's, then this teacher Louis was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not like really understanding who you're talking to here like they're not going to be trekking in the Himalayas. it's like this is not what the future is it's just a bit like you know these sort of really privileged like hello <laughs> and then you got these kids there just from you know like just can't relate to it at all they were i don't know yeah it's a shame because they all seemed really fine on the way up but one of them must be having a bad time but yeah, they're, they're from the school next to Grenfell that was on this oh, right. program I watched uh, with Gareth Malone. Right. Where he goes into schools and it was the, they, like they literally lost, like loads of kids lost everything. They lost their school um, and he filmed them and they just got their like new premises and it was really moving, like heartbreaking. And um, yeah, this teacher was there when he was doing it. And one of the kids that was on the journey was on the thing, was in the choir. It's quite cool. Do you wish you'd stayed longer? Um, I was quite tired. I think it's a good amount of time, actually, on your own. Because I can do, like, one evening by myself. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I could do more, but I think I would get, like, a bit lonely. Mm. I think it's a good time, because I had, like, we got there about 3.30, four-ish and um so we had that evening and it was really sunny and we like walked around and me and Ricky had a nice evening we were really tired because it is quite stressful like the responsibility of taking kids up like I didn't really sleep properly the night before um I only had a few hours sleep and it's just that actually it was easy in the end but just the thought of it and the pressure you know like it's a bit stressful and Ricky was quite nervous as well um but you know we had that like evening and then i had like a whole day and evening and then i didn't go till 1 30 so i went to a gallery yesterday before the train it's nice yeah it was a good amount of time i'm sure there's loads more you could do i feel like edinburgh is the kind of place that if i hadn't been in paris that would be somewhere else that i could have gone like in my 20s to sort of live and bum around because it's the mm -hmm. kind of place where you could get by and have a really good time and like meet lots of people um it's like a cool city 
I wouldn't want to live there now. God, it's very expensive. But, like crazy expensive. And I didn't get paid till yesterday, so I was like eking my money out. <laughs> Me and Ricky were like, I've got like 20 left in my bank. <laughs> I had to like borrow stuff. <laughs> it was funny in Yorkshire that... Uh house prices are comparatively cheap mm, but, but other stuff is just pretty much the same kind of price it can't Probably be just... not for getting like a pint and a coffee and things like that must be cheap pint, pint was a bit cheaper but pub food wasn't all right i don't think still like well, i don't know unless i'm behind the times how much would a would a burger be a burger depends what kind doesn't it that's that differs why I in a, in a fancy in a fancyish pub though. In a fancyish, it could be up to like eight quid in Brighton. Oh really? It was yeah. thirteen. Okay, maybe I'm not very. I'm not yeah, very good. I'm not the yeah. right person to ask because I don't really. No. I'm not very good at. Remembering but um, but you could, you could get a nice flat for like 125. Mm. Um, but then you have to have a reason to be there and want to do. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Out in the countryside. Yeah, I feel quite. It was nice sleeping in my own bed last night. <laughs> it's nice going on holiday, but it's nice coming home. Mm. You just like, that's oh. that's a dual nature of a holiday, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good to get away. Good to get back. <laughs> I did get that feeling though that I haven't had for a while. I did want to come back, and it was nice to be back in the sense that I wanted my own bed and stuff, but mm. I haven't had this sort of like wanderlusty feeling. I just got this feeling like, oh, I don't know. I just want to be like doing more. I don't know, I got like a feeling of like, what am I going back to? Like I used to get when I was traveling or like when I was living abroad where I just didn't quite feel at home anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just being away and being on your own. You get this sense of like freedom, but it's a kind of like, it's a bit scary in a way. It's a bit scary kind of freedom. Like you can do things, but you kind of have to have a reason. Do you know what I mean? Like you can just go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then the thought of like, if you didn't have like ties, if you didn't have friends and family, like how big the world is and like what do you do with yourself and how do you make your place in it kind of thing i don't know because really what people want is like the it's the people around them that makes where you are <laughs> yeah you have good people around you then but that's hard to find yeah mm. Should we talk about the minute? I guess so. It'll come Wait, up you're again. muted there. You're muted. I'm muted. Well, I just missed you. Missed what you said there. Look, I got some nice postcards from the uh, gallery. It was um, Charles Mackey. Do you know him? But I got different ones. Yes, I've heard. Really nice light. Doesn't he have a That's dedicated nice gallery right in the middle? No, yeah. it's just an exhibition. There's a oh yeah yeah did you go in the not that one national museum of scotland 
I couldn't go in many of them. I looked them all up and this one was the city museum because the other ones you had to, because co- they were a lot more strict on COVID things in Scotland. So I think they're a little bit, it felt like how England was like a few months ago. It's like a bit, because I feel like here things have got a bit more relaxed and like, you know, people aren't kind of going, oh, put your mask on and like edging away from you. But it was still a bit like that in Scotland. So even though it was like things had just mm-hmm. opened up, it felt like, and they were all a bit like, oh, you can't do that. because, And so you couldn't go to any of the galleries. You had to like book way ahead. Um, but this one, I just managed to book it early in the morning. And it was only me and like a few other people. And I had my bags. They wouldn't take my bags because of COVID. She's like, okay. I th- Things like that, you're kind of like, I get it because you kind of have to have some rules in order to just keep everyone safe. But at the same time, like a bag in a room is not going to spread COVID. Like it's not how it spreads. Um, Anyway, it's fine. And I was just like, well, can I just put it on the side? Because it's really heavy. And they were like, is that your own risk? We might be, you know, like it's always volunteers in museums, isn't it? And they kind of panic about things and you're like, it's fine. It's just full of clothes. I'm just going to put it there while I walk around. Because it was really small and there was only like four other people. But that was the same, like at the end, like as we were leaving, the people in front of me were Scottish, I think. Or maybe they weren't mm. Scottish, but they weren't English. And at the desk, they mm. were like, oh, how did you find it? Did you enjoy it? And they had like this long conversation. I'm like, oh, that's friendly and nice. And then I went through and they were like, bye. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> fine i enjoyed maybe, it as maybe well just, maybe they just didn't like your face no i've got a nice For face <laughs> maybe you gave off vibes of i uh, i know this or no i didn't like you held them in contempt no you needed to look more like a lost i do look like a lost family character <laughs> Were you wearing that sort of plaid shirt? No. Oh. Maybe I thought you were Scottish. Now listen to the proclaimers on the way back from Leith. And they always make me cry. <laughs> Sunshine on Leith always makes me cry. And it always reminds me of a specific time in my life that was really sad as well. But it's, yeah. Anywho... Right. Do you want a minute? Minute up? Mm. And then mm-hmm. we can um, discuss things. <laughs> well, there were some cool uh, so skateboarders who... and roller skaters in the middle of Edinburgh. Um, when I was walking to Leith, I went past this. These teenagers made me think of you. They were doing some very cool. They dressed up and they were like practicing, but they were doing some cool moves, swirling yes. around. Skateboarding and BMXing is suddenly kind of like, oh, we didn't realise this is now an Olympic sport. And everyone's like, maybe these kids do need to practice. Mm. Yeah. So let's give them some space. I mean, yeah. Mm. So you're allowed like two weeks to practice now on the basis we got a silver medal. (laughs) Right. Minute 38. It's a good one, I think. Yeah, it's a good one. It's, it's very dreamy. It's, I, I think in some ways the most dreamy. Yeah. To it's me. beautiful as well, beautifully. Because he's kind of oh. underwater. But yeah. 
which we saw in the previous minute, but he's sort of carrying that enormous sort of manuscript, his letter thing, and swimming at the same and, time. And the city is. And the he's going through that, yeah, that backdrop city. Of the animated city. Do you have that as to how much you go back to the same places in dreams, even though they're dreamlike? Yeah, kind I keep of. going back to this sort of city, which it's weird because it changes and it's different, but I'm kind of like, it's there, you know. Do you think it's like an amalgamation of all the places you've been yeah. and then once your brain's made that amalgamation, it sort of stays? I have that with houses, like the layout tends to be kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah, I'm often on this sort of this hill, which I think is a bit like South London, where I used to live, South, South. London. And, uh, but it's weird because it, it sort of, you go up the hill in a dream, it's got a lot of that kind of like struggling mm. walking up a hill, but you never ever get to the top. There's always no. more city up there. There's always sort of like a roundabout and then a pub and then there's sort of like something that's a little bit more over the hill, but you never get up there. Who was saying about their dream and they were looking in a mirror? Was that you? No. No. I she was so. like, that's quite unusual. Yeah, it is unusual. Becky maybe mm. had some dream and she was doing yeah, something. Yeah, I've forgotten. Work. Yeah. Oh, no, it was, no, it was Jonathan. And he said he was looking, but he when he looked in the mirror oh yeah he was he he found a <laughs> this is like the kind of dreams i have he found oh. a shawl that in a like a really nice colored shawl in a shop and he was really pleased and then he looked in the mirror and it looked really good <laughs> i had that dream where i'd gone bald and i had this enormous <gasps> lump on my head ah. so in a way you'd think if i was looking at myself in, in the dream i would have to be looking in a mirror but i don't recall there being a mirror no. so it's just kind of like one of these things where you're looking you just at yourself. know yeah yeah because I, I noticed first of all there was these sort of like weird tufts of hair by the side of Ugh. my ear and I was like oh I'm gonna have to trim those and then I'm like but all the rest of my hair was sort of all patchy and falling off it's just it's enormous lump was it upsetting like, oh god yeah what kind so of emotion like, oh, was god, it god is that gonna go down you know sort of like pushing on it oh that's <laughs> horrifying I have this very small lump on my head so maybe it's just like a kind of exaggeration of yeah that. worrying about it mm. I don't remember my dreams now when I was away. But yeah, I didn't tell Becky last night that I dreamt that she died. <laughs> it was horrible. I mean, you just knew she was dead rather than you saw her. Yeah, I just found out that she was dead. But in the dream, I was like, it sounds weird, but um, I couldn't cry. And I felt kind of bad that I couldn't cry. And I was like, oh, this is awful. I should be like really crying. But I was like kind of in shock and I sort of couldn't deal with it. And um, yeah, and then I was looking for clues to her death I guess but it might be I did fall asleep listening to this like sort of murder thing not murder thing <laughs> it sounds really bad it's a, a, like a, a sort of funny audiobook of but it is about crime <laughs> so maybe it came from that I think it's really about like someone dying but ugh. Yeah, it does. Uh, on the um, commentary to this, Gondry's like, because I think I said it before, but Gael is like, he says Gael, so maybe I've been saying it wrong. Gael, Gael. Anyway, Gael, somewhere between, isn't it? Gael is saying, oh, it was really difficult swimming with that huge thing. And then this, uh, yeah. and, um, and then Gondry's like, yes, but has anyone ever done this in the history of film before with an animation and underwater filming? <laughs> it's like, and like an animated backdrop. They're like, Maybe <laughs> it's just sort of bigging stuff up. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he, yeah, he sees that like turtle on the CD. 
the turtle records that is like Stephanie and Zoe's thing that we said about before and it's like spinning like a weather vane on a building yeah um and there's like abandoned buildings everywhere yeah, and then he goes yeah well he goes he's sort of swimming and like with oh, the yeah. and, and so it's he... like the and the Aristotle sort of turtle record is spinning but then he's yeah. kind of in real life but still yeah. in the dream yeah so it's kind of like now he's in a sort of physical space he's and he arrives on the roof and there's a real they've made a giant plushy yeah. turtle i think yeah i don't know if it's giant or if it's small they've done some trick with perspective i can't work I it out i think it's giant I think yeah it's i think size. it was yeah so they made a huge plushy turtle on a big silver disc spinning around yeah. and yeah like abandoned houses and things it doesn't look abandoned at first, does it? And then he's kind no. of like walking around like and like realizes roof. the roof is missing. Yeah. And it's all just derelict with sort of just rubbish everywhere, but they've put records all over the ground. Yeah, which is and what's the significance of that? Oh, because of their record company. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And he's um and like there's all these posters on the wall. Yes. Of various artists. I'm Do terrible. you recognise any? Well, I was, that was it. Okay. I was like, oh, I'm going to write them down. And then I was like, oh, I don't recognise. The only one I noticed was there's The Clash. But the that's Clash, only postcard yeah. Size. But I, I do um, recognise the guy. Mm, they like, look familiar. They're 80s, I think they're 80s French pop stars. And one of them looks familiar, but I can't remember his name. Mm. He's probably someone really famous in France. I'm just not good at remembering faces. Yeah. Um, um, there's a sort of dreamy background music and sort of voices. And he picks up. Phone. I think he says, hmm. does he, what does he say when he picks up the phone? I think maybe he says Stephanie. Stephanie. He's calling yeah. out for Stephanie and then he mm. picks up the phone. He's like, Stephanie, <laughs> like an old 80s phone. Yeah. And he stamps around breaking the records. Yeah. Really satisfying the way he yeah. stamps them. He's say, really cross. Yeah. But Gondry you, you said that. must have smashed a record or something in your life, I guess. I haven't. No, never. Oh, they, they do. Well, actually, it depends. Like, older ones particularly break in a really satisfying way because they're really brittle. Uh, have you seen um uh, the Simon Pegg zombie film, what's it called? Yes. Yeah, where I they throw the records oh, yeah, at yeah. the zombies. <laughs> He's like, yeah, not yeah. that one, it's a limited edition. Yeah. <laughs> so good. What's it called? Oh my god. How can you not remember? Not Hot Fuzz, that's the other one. Yeah. Oh. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gondry says that the house, after they made it, or he, he looked at it and he was like, it looks exactly like his grandparents' house, and he was a bit freaked out. Oh, so he didn't realise that he'd sort yeah. of, he was unwittingly constructing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he stamps on them, and then he runs out, and it look, I say, it looks really nice there. It looks really nice mm. and autumn-y. It's like autumn leaves, and just that, oh, yeah. I'm trying to be there. I was thinking that was that's possibly mm. a uh, nice a um, yeah a kind of location we could find later. Yeah, yeah maybe. If anyone yeah, knows. presumably it's still near where he was filming because he didn't have much money. It was near his parents or his grandparents' house. Right. Somewhere in. Not the tapping. Not the tapping. Not the tapping. Not the tapping. I'm too far away from them. Right? So unprofessional. I have to lean down, then I get backache. Uh, yeah, so he runs out into the autumny woods. And then he swims again. And he swims into the office through the window, which is quite cool. Yeah, I like, I which is Mark's calendar on the outside. 
Oh, is that what it says? Yeah, well, it just says Kalen something. Because so mm. that's what they're making. But I, this, this is really beautiful, beautifully done, I think. The transition between dream and like like animated yeah. places and then real places and it's all in a dream it's very and it and, and that's very dreamlike as well the yeah, way that you get from place to place like yeah you just sort of suddenly start you're yeah. somewhere and then you sort of swim and then you're sort of yeah. somewhere else yeah do you good. find swimming in dreams as well i find that i do have that where i don't fly necessarily but it's kind of like i'm swimming yeah i suppose it's the closest so it's like, feel yeah. that we've had i wonder if you're an astronaut you have different dreams of flying like if you experience weightlessness well, that's how they you'd train have a very well, they? one of the largest swimming pools in the world belongs to nasa huh? um and they, they have... do drop you in yeah they have the well they have um you, you see it on there's, there's films of it where they're training astronauts and so there's like one astronaut in their suit um and then there's like about 13 people all around them sort of orchestrating everything so they're kind of like mm. getting cables out of the way and kind of moving Gosh, things that they can do. So, so they do they do practice of kind of, you know, manipulating things and using their tools because the water kind of gives them a bit of a weightless sensation. Mm. Um, and but don't they have those machines as well where they spin them around and stuff. Yeah. Because there's one where just, it shows uh, Brian Cox going on. <laughs> he gets really sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's to sort of simulate, I guess, uh, the... Disorientation. The uh, acceleration of, oh, of yeah. taking off and landing. There's a good um, um, Twilight Zone episode where someone is in this city. He finds himself and he's just like all alone. And like the whole thing is just like everywhere he goes is sort of familiar, but not. And then like no one will talk to him. There's like no one around. And he picks up a telephone and no one will answer. And he starts to get really, really lonely. And then he sort of wakes up and he's in a like simulation thing for to prepare him for isolation and he's he's trapped in there or something i don't know so he's just gone into this sort of ooh, it's really spooky i also just was listening to um infinite monkey cage about the moon landing and they were interviewing the children of uh, buzz aldrin yeah and they were talking about their experience of it and being allowed to stay up late and like watch it. And they had like their first color TV in the in the town or whatever, but like, well, like in their neighborhood, but then it was like in black and white. And so the, the girl she says she remembers like, well, why is it, you know, why isn't it in color? Like, this is what we got a color TV for. It's quite funny. But they said that they weren't like, they were sheltered from any kind of fear about anything going wrong because Mm-hmm. they didn't want them to be a fright- frightened so they were just kind of excited and they were like she said she remembers being worried that her dad was going to like show her up because obviously like all her like school friends are like you know oh, oh, she knew they were all going to be watching it and she's like what if he falls over or does something stupid and embarrasses me <laughs> sorry weird anyway well, so that's that's and that's roughly it, isn't it? So he swims into the office, goes in through yeah. the window into the boss's office again. So sort of that window is a sort of conduit to indoors and outdoors. Mm. Uh, I noticed his huge calendar drawings are still on the walls from previously. Oh yeah, um, and, and things yeah, are moving like, like in a yeah. in a breeze, so they're animated yeah. like a plant is sort of animated. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we had that scene before that early one where he has the huge hands, so everything was very windy, and it's still somewhat windy in there. Why is it windy? I don't know, maybe just um, 
or is it supposed I mean, to be I underwater? I think it's partly just, partly just to convey that it's a the dream. other world in the dream. Because it's like the office is different, but somewhat subtly different, isn't it? Where it's just mm. like the ceiling is tall and it's like the machine yeah. again has those big, big um, letters on it, which I was convinced was going to be some kind of puzzle or clue. Yeah, what is that? We weren't able to decode it. I don't know. Well, it's like an eye test thing, but I don't understand. Mm. Must be mm. something to do with printing. Is it just yeah, a font like or maybe it, or something? I don't know. Who knows? But it just feels like well, it's not in the it's not in the normal office, so it's not like part of oh, the real isn't machine. It? Oh, so it's it's definitely a dream machine. Oh, I know why. Do you remember at the well? This is just a guess, but do you remember at the beginning? Um, uh, Serge was like going, "I speak English, I speak English," and he just starts saying a load of letters. Oh, is it those letters? Yeah, maybe because he sort of says the alphabet but in a sort of random mm. way and that would kind of stay in Stefan's mind in a dream way that's a good idea to check that yeah sort of a, have a look um, I don't know I feel like if, it, if it's not even correct then we'll probably uh I mean it might not be but it, it might be like a, a mixture of that like because he does definitely sort of say some letters yeah um yeah film is good for dreams as well because in a, in a dream you don't have a fourth wall. It's it's weird. Like it is like a film because you never see the whole of a room. You are where you're standing, and you see from your perspective, kind of like three walls or two walls or a bit of a room. But you never, hardly ever, kind of like see the whole thing panoramic, like mm. every single wall complete. Because that's not how we see things as we're standing yeah. in somewhere. Because we will be facing in one direction. That's really interesting. I think also often a room is bigger in a dream. It's like either bigger yeah. or it's constraining. It's like either yes. you're kind of like really cramped yeah, or you're kind of unaware like. of the size. And by being unaware of the size, it probably feels it's bigger than it really would be. Mm. I mean, I guess also it's maybe because you don't have a bodily presence in the same way. So it's just proportionally you're maybe Ooh. small. It's giving you the creeps for some reason. And I got an actual physical feeling of being like, imagine being constrained, not being able to move then for no reason. <laughs> ah! Ah! I wonder if like, yeah, the way that we see things as well, like having eyes on the front of our head <laughs> gives us a particular perspective and that will affect the kind of dreams we have, right? As if you had eyes, like what animals have eyes on the side, like deer, Hmm. then will they dream things in it but well, i mean they probably just dream kind of like being pursued and sort of space and light and sound but if as a human you had eyes of the size of your head maybe you'd have different spatial dreams yeah i think when he lands actually so just looking at the, the the screens again that some of the some of the buildings are kind of just giant versions of the dream buildings they've added in some sort of scenery ones in the backdrop yeah because mm. you also see where he walks past a door and there's like a bungalow in the background which looks like it could be someone's real place so it seems like there's a sort of there's some possibly some real houses and on the edges of this sort of abandoned houses and it's just a gold record as well hanging on the wall so yeah i put that, that from somewhere a few yeah. well there's, no there's a few they're like um and i when i wrote it down i was like i don't know why there's some like framed records but i think that is because they said that they work for a record company as well so it's like that's what they would have on the wall in his mind you know which way they would right so they're like the trophy records what do you call them you know gold well they're like awards or something yeah 
Yeah. I wonder what records they are. <laughs> or whether they just made those fake award ones. Um, we'll probably cover it more in the next minute because it's going to be more pertinent. But when he slams down the... Wait, we haven't got there yet. We haven't no, no, said no, what happens. Yeah, but we haven't said that yet. We just said he's gone into the office. He goes into the office and it's still dreamlike. Um, oh. And then Guy, we just see Guy sitting there at his desk and there's like a load of post-its on the wall. Um, and I noticed that there's like there's like a bin on the ground and there's loads of green paint like yeah, splashed so on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like like someone's it thrown just chucks something. rubbish yeah. in there and it's like got many. <laughs> and loads of like sort of neat things stacked up like possibly calendars. yeah. But, um, um, and then he slams he slams the paper down, and he slams it down slightly before that, I think. But yeah. then, and then he yells, he, "Putain," which is my favourite swear word in French. Putain, oh. so satisfying to say. Which they translate as "damn." It's ruder than that. It's it's much ruder than that. If you said "damn," "damn" is like so tame, like right. you can say that anywhere. But "putain," if you said that like in a classroom, oh no, 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 okay, it's rude. Well, so as he's slamming it down, like we shit. see, I think what it is, is it's the ski map. This is probably in the previous dream sequences and we didn't necessarily notice it, but the ski map has got huge oh, and has sort of that. wall on it. But the the kind of ski, ski oh, routes, yeah. I guess, have now these red things and blue and they've extended all outside of the boundaries of the map and the map itself is sort of bulging from the wall. <laughs> um, like the it's a really Martin's... good dream office. I like it yeah. because you know, it's sort of infinite staircase. Mm -hmm. Everything sort of that is sort of significant has got bigger. Mm. Um, but yeah, the bin is interesting because is, yeah. it, is it just that that was kind of you know the back it's of messy. this thing? Yeah, I think it looks. I think that's just something that somehow got messed up at some point, either in the real wherever they yeah, got like their props that, from, because they're sort of slobby as well, like in the yeah. office maybe but it does look like it's connected to that real. You know, it's not just like the back of the thing is stained and there's a bin. It looks like that bin actually had something explode or put something in there <laughs> yeah, splattered maybe. all over the back of it. Maybe it will come into it. Maybe yeah. not. Um, yeah, and then he said, he says, Putain, and then he's like, Stephanie and Zoe lied to me. Oh, I, I thought that was into it? the next minute already. No, it's I, just on the end of that one. Okay, yeah. right. um, and Guy's sort of sitting there at the desk and he sort of half turns around. Yeah. Exciting. Good mm. dream stuff. Oh, uh, so Gael is currently in another film that's oh, yeah. called Old, which I might go and see. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan, Malam, Malam, Malam. Yeah. Should we go and see it together? Maybe. Is it on at the cinemas? It is, but I don't know for how much longer. I think it's oh. only on for another week or so. Hmm. Hmm. If we always do the minute towards the end, do you think some of our listener? Just is like, oh, we'll just never hear it. Like, they're like, oh. no, yeah, exactly. they give up and they never hear it. Yeah, they never hear it a minute. They're like, just skip forward to like the last 15 minutes and they'll probably start talking about the film. But, uh, yeah. So curious. It's another yeah, podcast. That, that might be an unwritten rule of podcasts as well, is to not spend about 10% of the podcast ruminating over. No, it's the ones that I love. Oh, 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 on that bit. Well, they said they had that on the one that I listened to, the. um Crazy ex-girlfriends one, and then their new one. They've actually they're like, oh, you know, the tens because they're like, oh, they had like about ten listeners or maybe, but now they got like loads. So I don't know how. 
and it might be because it coincided with the new L word coming out so people actually search for it but they're like us and they literally just talk for the like they're like really we should try and cut it down like <laughs> and they're like no 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 this is what people like and they talk for like an hour and a half about their <laughs> about their week before they say anything <laughs> and they're like, I guess we'll talk about the episode now all right should we leave it there then just stares just stares at me 